Well, hello out there, fans of good music, great music, quality music, or maybe even embarrassing music. That's you right. <laughs> I do say, Charlie. Here we go. Welcome to the very first episode of what we call Den Discussions. This is KCB Music Den. I'm Kilo, as always, with Charlie and Bravo. And we are thrilled to start this new series. We wanted to break away from the perfect album picks um, and do something a little different. So we're going to have varied topics that each of us are going to pick throughout the different weeks coming up. So we just went in order of the KCB just to make it easy. So here I am, Kilo, starting off the Den Discussions. I'm honored to do so. Uh, so the album, excuse me, the um, pick that I decided for the topic is what I meant to say is... Guilty Pleasure Albums. So these are the albums that, you know, if you were at a party and someone said, hey, what do you like to listen to? You probably wouldn't lead with these. <laughs> um, but deep down, you love them. And, you know, some of them you you maybe think, this is a pretty terrible album. But, but, for, <laughs> but for some reason, but for some it. reason, you love it. Right. And, and it's like inexplicable. Now, I will say, two of mine, at least two of mine, I am proud to say I love, and I will. I will fight to the death. I will. I will stand by these albums because I think they're absolutely amazing and underrated and underappreciated and and all that. Um, As you should. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. um, so I think I'm just going to get it started here. Yeah, just go right into your first one. Just go right into my first one. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we'll go around. We'll go around the room here. Yeah. Um, and I have mine in a pile here, so it'll just kind of help me remember things about them and talk about them as I hold them in my hand, my hot little hands. Um, so my number one, and these aren't in any particular order, but I will say the first two, like I said, are the ones that I really do truly believe are amazing, amazing albums. And I'm going to hold this up here, boys, and see if you can see what this is. All right. From, I believe it's from 1990. Oh, and by the way, I want to mention that I didn't even try this, but I noticed that all five albums I'm going to highlight here today were released between the years of 1988 and 1990. Oh. It's a tight little window there. I never wow. even, I never even knew, knew that until I just kind of noticed that when I was yeah. looking at the pile. Um, but without further to-do, uh, my number one is an album called Eyes Don't Lie. And it's a close-up picture of this gentleman on the front cover. Very close-up picture of him trying to look nice and sexy. And that's Donny Osmond. Hey! Wow. I will tell you something. I, I have listened to this album so many times in my life. It's among the albums I've listened to, like the Beatles, you know, all these albums that you think of that I would listen to Donnie hundreds Osmond. of times. I have listened to this album so many times because it's absolutely stunning. Um, the songwriting, the production, this album sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. How many tracks? Uh, it's got 10 tracks. Okay. It's got piano ballads. It's got uh, just upbeat pop songs. Now, this is a pop album. I mean, this is an yeah. unabashed, unapologetic pop mm -hmm. album. Yeah. His voice sounds absolutely amazing on this album. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if you're not into straight up, straightforward pop music, you probably wouldn't like it. Right. If you are, this album is better than almost all the pop shit you hear on the radio today. I mean... I actually, in my mind, thought about this once. I was like, you know, if someone like Justin Bieber, now this was a few years ago I thought this, but if someone like Justin Bieber or something just literally took the music 
and just re-sang these songs, mm-hmm. it would, be, one it would be his biggest album he ever did. Like, yeah. it's so... I mean, I, I gush about this album. Um, so, so good. Um, Truly a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It really <laughs> is. I, I love it. Um, so there was a, a minor hit off this album called My Love is a Fire, um, which opens the album. Um, but there's there's some great songs on here. Um, and it, it ends with a song called Before It's Too Late. Which is just, oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, I will stand by this album. I think it's fantastic. Um, now, he put an al- out an album right before this, a couple years before this, and I think it's a self titled album. And he had a couple pretty big hits off of that. Um, he had Soldier of Love, and then he had a ballad called Sacred Emotion, which is beautiful. Um, that's a really strong album, too. But this mm-hmm. album he put out next in 1990 didn't really have the big radio hits that his previous album did. Mm-hmm. But this is, talk about, we have the perfect album series Mm -hmm. that we do. This is a perfect album, in my opinion. It's called Eyes Don't Lie, and it's from 1990, and it's from Donny Osmond. Perfect. That's a hang. All right. I stand by it. I stand by it, folks. (laughs) All right, so for the guilty pleasures, I thought about what albums do I have that I don't want my friends to know that I have. (laughs) Exactly. These are albums I've actually had to buy a few times because they've been hidden in my, you know... Hidden uh, away yeah. to the point where I'm like, shit, I don't know where I put that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to know I had it. Yeah. So my first one actually has some the King of Pop and the King of Rock. Who are they? The King of Pop is Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. The King of Rock. Well, that's kind of hard to say. Well, there's a King. Elvis Presley. You got oh, that right. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Wait, what do they have in common? Oh, uh, oh, Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie Presley in the album To Whom It May Concern. That came out April 8th, 2003. She has an album? Absolutely. <laughs> and I love it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of has a country kind of it's feel? It's country and rock. It's got okay. a country rock vibe. Very autobiographical lyrics. I mean, wow. there's songs called, like, there's a song, track three, I think it was her first single called Lights Out, where she's singing about Memphis and her dad and singing about seeing her plot next to the, her parents' plot and how she still keeps her watch two hours behind just to remind herself of Memphis and... Oh, I think it's a fantastic album, I'm, and I've bought two or three copies of it because I keep losing it. But and what's the album called again? To whom it may concern. Wow, I mean that makes me want to check it out. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't even know she had an album. Yeah, I, yeah. I think she's done multiple albums. She's done three or four. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's that's the one that that's, that's the her jam. first album. Yeah. And yeah, it's fantastic. I wonder how she dealt with COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> and, and she's not, recording her. She's like doing. It. Yeah, yeah. And condolences to her. Her son just passed away from suicide so oh yeah condolences to her as well wow yeah. wow that's, that's tragic hmm all right charlie what's your first all right boys well i'll tell you what I, hmm. as i look at my five um of course it's varied uh it's across the board um but i would say that i for all five of, of these bands i led more kind of like you a little more poppy um mm-hmm. a little more top 40 um uh, which is Obviously, out of my typical listening, yeah. but again, I you know I can appreciate any good music. So, with that being said, my first um, artist or band, I guess, or album, um, is a side project of a gentleman named Nate Roos. Okay. So he was in the format. Yes. He was in this band, Fun, mm-hmm. um, who is now currently disbanded, but they put out this little album called Some Nights. And it is just phenomenal. 
Um, his voice is just so, so good. Um, and they, I think there was what, three radios, three radio hits off this album. Um, some nights we are young, carry on. Um, but like the whole album, it, and it just, it bounces from different genres. I mean, it's all over the board, like album wise, there's not really like a flow to it, but I love it. It's mm -hmm. individual songs. Great, great album. Nice. Um, and again, like his voice is so, so good. Um, we actually got to see, I actually got to see these guys a bunch of times, but the, the one story I'll share with you is they played um, at Dickinson College when their first album came out, which was Aim and, Aim and Ignite, which is in 2009. And they played this little like uh, campus tour. And so they happened to play at Dickinson College. Well, I didn't get tickets for the actual show, but they did this like in the afternoon, like an acoustic set mm -hmm. on the lawn mm. at Dickinson College. So I took my daughter, Adeline, who at the time was, well, this is 2009, she would have been like three years old. Hmm. And so we, they only played like three or four songs acoustic. Mm -hmm. But after the show, like they were doing a little bit of a meet and greet. So we got to meet him. I introduced him to Adeline. Like, you know, and he said, he, I always remember this. He said, wow. He's like, what a cute redhead. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, neighbors think the daughter's cute. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Guilty Pleasure number one, Nate Roos, um, and, and the album uh, Fun from, or the album Some Nights from his band Fun. Uh, yeah, I remember that. We Are Young was a big, oh, yeah. big yeah, hit. I remember Absolutely. that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nate Roos has a great voice. I, I have, um, I don't have the Fun album, but in my collection, I stumbled upon, uh, he has a solo album. I, yes. I, I forget what it's called. It's yes. got like, the cover looks kind of like a painting. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I have that yeah. in my collection, so yeah. great voice, yeah. Good pick. Good, good, uh, good start here, guys. Yeah, I'm liking these picks. So again, like I said, um, these, these first two that I'm highlighting are ones that I don't even think, you know, I'm not even going to say like, uh, you know, I, I know it's kind of cheesy or I know it's kind of a bad album, but I love it for some reason. Like, I genuinely think <laughs> these albums are fantastic and underappreciated. So my second one, now the last three, I mean, you know, you could argue that, <laughs> you could argue that, uh, what am I thinking? But my next one here that I really stand by, I do have it on vinyl here as I'm about to hold this up for you boys. Um, it's their debut album called After the Rain. And it's Nelson. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now, yes. they're laughing. And I know why. Those are two beautiful boys. <laughs> See, now this is exactly what happens with Nelson. They've got the long hair, they're yeah. twins, and you know, the, the way they dress and the, the way they have their long flowing blonde locks and and they got, you know, kind of made fun of. But I tell you what, um, they're, they're brothers, they're mm -hmm. twins. So the way they sing together is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. The songwriting is great. Harmonies, yeah. Uh, I mean, this, uh, I mean, most of you probably remember the big hit off this album, I can't live without your love yeah. and affection. Yeah. Um, after the rain, the title song was a hit for them too, and then they had a ballad hit off this called "Only Time Will Tell," which is beautiful. Um, but I tell you what, a quick little story about Nelson for me. Um, my mother was a huge. Um, I say was because Ricky Nelson is no longer with us. Um, but the Nelson twins, Matthew and Gunner, their father Ricky was a teen pop star in the '60s. 
And my mom absolutely loves him. He was on the Ozzie and Harriet show. His parents were Ozzie and Harriet Nelson, the whole thing. Um, so Ricky Nelson was a big star that my mom really loved. And she kind of got into Nelson because of them. So when I was in, I believe I was in high school. Yeah, I was in high school. Um, Nelson was opening up for Cinderella in Hershey at the stadium. Nice. So, or the arena, I guess it was. So... My parents took me to see Nelson, and the other opening act was a band, very heavy band, called Lynch Mob. Oh, yeah. So my parents, imagine my parents sitting through Lynch Mob set, That's okay? Awesome. And then my dad was loving that. Um, and then, so Nelson came on, and, you know, great stage show, they sounded amazing live. And then Cinderella came on, and my dad had had enough. He was about three <laughs> songs into Cinderella, he's like, we're leaving. And I'm like, all right, well, I came to see Nelson, so the funny thing is I'm a bigger Cinderella fan now than I was back then, so leaving early, I was like, ah, well, mm -hmm. I got to see Nelson, and I'll just let it go. But now I'm like, oh, we should have stayed, what the hell? But, um, but this, oh, this album, you know those albums where it's just like you don't skip a song, mm -hmm. and it's just like you wish more people listened to it? Um, and I mean, these guys were very popular when that song was popular, um, but I, I got to say, I mean... I stand by this album, you know, as as beautiful as the cover is. But I seriously, folks, check it out. Uh, After the Rain by Nelson. Bravo. Nice. Right. My second. How's he going to follow Lisa Marie Present? That's what I want to know. I'm telling you, mine are all over the place and they're all really embarrassing. This one was a record I received from a friend as a joke for a birthday present. He got it at a Goodwill store along with three or four other records. But I put it on, because, hey, you got the record. I'm yeah. at home doing dishes, let's throw it on. Yeah. And thought, hell, this is not bad. <laughs> it was released June 23rd, 1986. Oh. So this is in uh, Kilo's Wheelhouse. Yeah. Area. You remember a song called Glory of Love? Peter Cetera. Peter Cetera. Yeah. Uh, album Solitude Solitaire. I have it. <laughs> oh, well, there. We yeah. have an American. Great yeah. voice. So, yes. Oh, I, oh, uh, man. Great That voice. is my number two. I own that record. I play it. I don't play it in front of many people, but... Big fan of Peter's <laughs> Tara, so... Yeah. When did that album come out? 86. 86. I can't remember whether I have that on vinyl or CD. I got it on vinyl. I think it's vinyl, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Peter's Tara, yeah, I mean, you can't. Yeah. See, but, I mean, now that's one, if it were in my pile, that I would I would defend, you know? Yeah, so you were there, yeah. okay. Well, and did he just do solo stuff, or did he... Well, he was with the band Chicago. Yeah, that's what I thought. In right. their later period. Okay. Um, And then he went solo. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he had a he had a big ballad hit with Amy Grant, I think. Yes, he did. Duet. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, that was called. Uh, what was that? Um, next time, next time I call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty yeah, song. It is. Yeah, it is. Great '80s song. Yeah. yeah. All right, Charlie. All yeah. right. So my second guilty pleasure album is from just a beautiful, beautiful singer, um, and I don't say that too much about too many people, but she is beautiful. Um, very talented songwriter, more acoustic, um, leans a little country-ish at times, but but also you know has the the pop sensibility of you know of, of you know her contemporaries. But Colby Calais, oh, okay. I love Colby Calais, and the her album Breakthrough, which is her second album, mm -hmm. um, is my favorite. Uh, Twelve tracks, and I just you know doing a little research about the album. So she actually wrote this album in Kauai. Hawaii, Kauai, I think the okay. island is. K-A-U-I, however you say that. Um, but she said what they would do, her and her, her co-writers, would go out and boogie board and surf 
during the day and then come back and be inspired and they would write like all they wrote 40 songs for this album wow. down to 12 wow. so huh. yeah um but again somebody that i wouldn't like let too many people know <laughs> except now the whole world yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> thank you kilo <laughs> but yeah kobe calais her album breakthrough that was my second guilty nice. pleasure album well, so. what was her it was a big hit she had it was like a one-word title i don't know if it was off that album well bubbly was bubbly her that's first, what yeah. i was thinking yeah, yeah that okay. was her first that was kind of her first big hit okay but yeah, yeah. that's what i got all right well i'm on to my third choice here boys and maybe maybe you guys might have heard there was a a minor hit off of this album but i don't know you might have never even heard of this guy um and you're gonna love the album cover i can tell you um but the album is called the state i'm in and the artist is louis louis no. I don't know. You guys probably never even heard of this guy. No. Um, the song. I've heard the song, Louie Louie, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, the song that was on the radio, you may have heard. It was called Sitting in the Lap of Luxury. Remember that? Sitting in the lap. Sitting in the lap of luxury. Shelf feels good to me. No. It wasn't a big hit. Okay. I mean, it was on the radio, but it wasn't yeah. a big hit. He this was a household house- name in his own house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, oh, <laughs> But let me just tell you, with, with song titles like this, I mean, this is one of those where it's like, I know this is bad. Okay. Like, I know some of these lyrics are terrible. But I got to say, the music on this is, is fantastic. And his voice is great. And there are some songs that are like, really like, wow, you know. Um, but there are songs on here called I Want to Get Back With You, um, Mata Hari, Hurt Baby. Let me divorce you. Um, variety is the spice of life, and the closing track, "Rodeo Clown." Wow! So there's some very interesting lyrics on this album, but um, I don't know why. I just I've listened to this album so much in my life, and I keep coming back to it. And there's just something about it. Uh, it's it's I can't defend it as much as my first two probably, uh, but there's a there's a song on here called "Penny Lady." Which is about, I don't know if it's true, if it really happened to him or not, or if he made it up, but it sounds, he sings it with such emotion, I think it did happen to him. But it's about this homeless lady that he met that, you know, he gave her a copy of his album and said, here, you can sell this for a dollar and then you can, you know, eat or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. He was trying to help her out. And then he came back, in the last verse, he comes back to, to visit her and there's an old man on the corner and he says, oh, the penny lady passed away. And he's like, he says he, he falls to his knees, a sorrow fills his soul. You know, I look up to the sky, I say, God, you can't be so cold. And you know, it's all this stuff. And then at the end, he says, he says, I felt a warm hand on my back. I saw the penny lady smile. She said, ignore the old man on the corner. He's been drinking for a while. She didn't really pass away. He was just out of his oh. mind. So he was so happy that she was still alive. Like, it is so cheesy. Mm. But, like, if you're in the right frame of mind, it's actually, like, it could make you cry or something. You know? <laughs> so, anyway. Louie oh. Louie. The album's called The State I'm In. I love it. And I'm standing, I'm sitting here, I'm holding it. I have it on vinyl, folks. I have it on vinyl <laughs> and CD. I don't know why. I just love it. So, bravo. All right. Well, all matters, Kilo is working hard to defend his, I, I'm not. <laughs> these, are, these are embarrassing. I don't know why I love them. Yeah. I just do. I'm just... 
from being around the album and hearing it. I know it's cheesy. I don't even know if they're writing half these songs. <laughs> Number three, I think he's most famous for being the ex-boyfriend of Ashley Simpson. Anybody know who that might be? Yeah, uh, Jessica Simpson. No, ex-boyfriend. Some 41 guy? No. Oh, no. Uh, I think she's had more good shots. Oh, wait. Oh. I don't forget names. Ryan Cabrera. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he put out an album called Take It All Away back in August of 2004. Ryan Cabrera. <laughs> I fucking love that album. Wow. <laughs> I know it's complete cheese. But I can put it in on a summer day, put the windows down, and it's just fun. Wow. Do you know how many times I've seen that in like the 50 cent bin and not, not, didn't even think to buy, buy a bunch of them for $2. Yeah, yeah. Four of them for $2. <laughs> Four for $2. <laughs> so that way when you lose them, a bulk you Because yeah. they're fantastic. I mean, great. He had the, the uh, single On the Way Down. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. that song. That's okay. actually not a bad song. Yeah, I mean, he was a pretty good guitar player. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's some, I mean, it's cheese, but. Uh, you, know, business, I, you know, yeah, I saw him on TV when he was popular, yeah. you know, on a talk show here and there, and I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, wasn't like, Ugh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't run out and buy it, but, you know. I did. <laughs> That's why it's embarrassing. Ryan Cabrera. Ryan What's the album called? Cabrera. Uh, take it all away. All right. Well, I'll keep an eye out for that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Charlie. All right. So Charlie. my third album uh, is a album called Narrated for You which I think is an interesting uh, album title. Oh. This kid is 26 years old, and he's from Phoenix, Arizona, you know, the hotbed of, of you know, artists and music. Are there any other famous bands from Phoenix? Yeah, not like a name. Of. Yeah. Anyway, the only reason that I know about this guy is because my son Jack listens to him, and this is one of his favorite artists. This guy has 12 million monthly listeners on Spotify. Oh, man. And I would have never known anything about him. His name's Alec Benjamin. Nope. Have you guys heard of him? I feel like I've heard that name, but he, I know nothing about him. He kind of has like an Ed Sheeran kind of like... Okay. Not look to him, but like kind of sounds like that. Yeah. Um, acoustic, but then it has... He kind of... It's, it's kind of like dream pop a little bit, too. Um, Since and... But... Anyway, this song or this album uh, is his debut album, and it's it's so good. It's really good. He's got a great voice. Um, he's influenced by like Paul Simon, um, Ben Gibbard from Death Cab, um, Eminem, um, like very very. And and why I say Eminem is because he did a really good cover of Eminem's song "Stan." Oh wow! Uh, you know, like about suicide and stuff. Yeah. So check that out. But yeah. Um, Alec Benjamin, thank you, Jack, for introducing me to him because I would have never known. Because, you know, he's kind of like tween yeah. pop, you know, but yeah, yeah. he's really good. Alec Benjamin, so check him out if you've never heard there of him. So, nice. Yeah, he's, he definitely yeah, sounds like he was defending that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like him. I, That's I good. That's good. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, my last one I know you guys are going gonna to know. Um, but this, my fourth one here is, might be another one like Louie Louie where you're like, mm-hmm. Um, this is very poppy. Um, uh, <laughs> it's kind of cheesy, but uh, there are some good songs. There was a minor hit on this one that actually I, I really think is a very good song to this day. Um, it's a self-titled album. It's this gentleman's name. It's the name of the album. Okay. And it's another one of those close-up pictures. He's you know selling his <laughs> selling his look too. Um, I think he actually. After this album, maybe I don't even think he put out another pop album. He ended up becoming a Christian singer, I believe. Oh. Um, but here he was being a pop star in the late '80s, early '90s. It's Kevin Page. Oh. Do you remember a song that went 
Don't shut me out. Da -da don't, don't tell me that you know what love's about. Because, baby, you know nothing. No. 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 Well, that was his hit. Okay. Um, but there's songs on here. Um, Love of the World is a terrible song. Um, he actually <laughs> sings in the song. But I sing along to it. I, I mean, I just love the sound. But he sings, uh, it's the love of the world that makes me smile, whatever, I don't know. And then he actually sings, because there's not enough of that little red stuff to go around. It's getting me down. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> but then there's a song, uh, Anything I Want is the opening song, which was a, I think it was on the radio too, but it wasn't as big a hit as Don't Shut Me Out. But um, There's a ballad on here, um, A Touch of Paradise, it's pretty good. Um, and then there's a song called Believe in Yourself, which is obviously, you can just tell by the title that it's trash. Um, but there is a song. The closing track is called Black and White. Uh, I try to dream in color, but the world sees in black and white. Um, and the world, uh, I try to whatever, the world seems to want to fight. Um, if you're in the right mood, it's actually a pretty good message. Um, but yeah, you know, really strong voice, uh, great production, great music. Um, so, you know, I kind of I'll stand by this one too, actually. Um, so it's uh, Kevin Page, spelled P-A-I-G-E. Kevin Page, and it's a self-titled album okay. from cool. uh, 80, 89, I guess. Yeah, so 1989. Yeah. So, yeah, bravo. All right, my next one I don't think is actually embarrassing. The only reason I find, think now that it's embarrassing I need to be ashamed of it <laughs> is anytime I mention this band to anybody from the country this band's from, they all go, oh, no. And that is the band Baby Shambles. Oh, yeah. Oh. The album, Pete Doherty, right? Yes, yeah. Pete Doherty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The album Shotter's Nation, which I think is an absolute brilliant album. Anybody in England goes, oh, Potty Pete. Oh, that guy. They absolutely hate this man in England. Wow. Right? At least that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. You, like, oh, every time I meet someone from Britain, oh, man, Baby Shambles. Oh, God, you like that band? Like, <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, well, I guess that's an embarrassing album to admit, but yeah. absolutely love that album. What kind of, I mean, because I've heard um, of Baby Shambles. What kind of sound? Is it that, like, UK... Yeah, I would say it's like the Strokes if they were British. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. it's, okay. it's very Strokes. In yeah. fact, he's so... That's a good way. He's so... Um, I would like that. It's fantastic. It's album. snarly. But he, he has is, a snarl to him. Okay. He yeah. is... <laughs> I think with Julian Casablanca and all they want you to think they are, he's way past that. Like, there's a story where he walked in, he was touring with the Strokes. Yeah. And walked in and said, where's the crack? And actually wrote a song called, where's the crack? <laughs> and apparently the Strokes were like mortified. Like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> he was smoking crack out a little... Um, shot glasses and carrying cats around and they were like what the hell is this guy doing <laughs> <laughs> so he's gotten arrested a bunch of oh, times oh he's been like, in jail yeah, so much yeah, yeah I mean yeah. he's I can he's, picture him he's, he's like, a little bit of a train wreck he's an yeah. absolute train wreck but yeah. he's like a poet I mean the guy's yeah. terrible voice but you give him a guitar and he strings together great melodies and yeah <laughs> interesting another tortured soul that just is super talented yeah, exactly right? yeah. exactly so but yeah, I'm going to go with Baby Shambles, Shatter's Nation. Nice. I'm loving these well, picks. That's funny because I'm going to England too. Oh. I, and uh, again, a guy who probably has not helped himself in this country because of his, you know, kind of attitude and just kind of being a dick and an asshole. But <laughs> he's huge in Europe. Okay. Can I guess? Of course. Robbie Williams. Of course. Oh! oh I love Robbie Williams. Yeah. And, and his... 
I have the album right in front. Actually, I have three of his albums because all of my other artists that I had, I didn't have any albums or like CDs from because mm -hmm. everything's like digital now. But yeah, yeah. I have three Robbie Williams al albums, but the one that I like is The Ego Has Landed. Yes. Because that has Angels on it. Yeah. It has uh, Millennium on it. It has, uh, I mean, this, yeah, this whole album is so good. He is just a fantastic singer. I love that pick. Um, I love Robbie Williams too. Kind yeah. of, you know, has a little bit of Elton John like kind mm -hmm. of flair to him, yeah. you know, and, and in voice as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't quite understand why he, other than just his attitude and just like, you know, he's kind of standoffish, why he didn't catch on more in this country than he did. Because yeah. Yeah. in Europe, he sells out stadiums, you know, whenever he tours here, like it's, yeah, you know, right. you're, yeah, but anyway, yeah. great, great, uh, Great, great artist. I, I love Robbie Williams. So, yeah, that was a natural pick for me in, in my guilty pleasures. That's a great pick. Yeah, yeah. as soon as you were describing him, like, that kind of sounds like Robbie Williams. Yeah. And yeah. that, The Ego Has Landed. I mean, you were going to mention that album, too. That's one that I've always wanted to get. I just never never yeah. found it cheap enough or whatever. So I'm going to put that on my radar. Yeah, um, good stuff. Well, we're going to do our last picks here, boys. I do want to mention, everybody, uh, you know, this is, this is a lot of fun. And it would be nice, you know, if you guys... Go to our Facebook and comment if you decide to listen to any of these and you're like, hey, you know what? Kilo was right or Charlie was right or Bravo was right. Um, you know, it's maybe a guilty pleasure, but I really like that album. So mm -hmm. hopefully you guys will check some of these out or maybe some of you already like these albums. Yep. Which would be great to hear some comments on our Facebook page. Uh, search KCB Music Den on Facebook, please. Mm -hmm. um, so that leads me to my final pick. I know that you all know who this woman is. You may know her from being a dancer initially, a cheerleader for the LA Lakers. Or you oh. may know her more recently for being a judge on American Idol. Okay, that's what I was wondering. You're for, I'm Forever Your Girl. And that's the name of the album. <laughs> Paula Abdul's album, Forever Your Girl. I tell you what, I'm sitting here holding it on vinyl and I'm holding it proudly. <laughs> With DJ Scat Cat, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Opposites attract. Yeah. See, see. Oh, man. Hey, any album with DJ Scat Cat, you I'll know tell it's you what. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't fiction, you know, it's a fact uh, that I love this album. Yeah. As I quote MC Scat Cat. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she looks, actually, she looks great on this cover. Um,. And, you know, there were some huge hits off this album. Yeah. Straight Up was a gigantic oh, hit for her. Um, not, I wouldn't say the best voice in the world as far as female artists go. Yeah. But, man, she could sell a song. And she certainly didn't have a bad voice. Um, Cold Hearted. I love that, that video. Mm -hmm. um, Cold Hearted Snake, Look mm -hmm. Into His Eye. I mean, yeah. just straight up, unapologetic pop music. Um, ballads, uh, upbeat dance songs. Just a great, great album. And I have to say, um, this is her best album in my opinion, but I will mention as a side note, on one of her albums after this, I believe the album's called Spellbound, there's a ballad hit that she had, a song called Rush Rush, which is an absolutely fantastic song if you get a chance to check that out. It's not on the Forever Your Girl album, but Rush Rush I think was her finest moment. Mm. But anyway. Um, that's my homegirl, Paula Abdul, with Forever Your Girl. You Bravo. Go. What's your last pick? All right, so I saved the worst one for last. <laughs> or best, <laughs> depending on how we yeah. <laughs> This album was bought from a, uh, a 
you see these stored intentionally for the purpose of driving someone nuts, an ex-girlfriend that you knew. Mm. Um, it was a, it's a boy band, but I ended up, after torturing her with it for so long, I went, man, I can't like these songs. Uh-oh. LFO, Life is Good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is the worst one. There you go. LFO, yeah. Do you know what LFO stands for? Like funky ones. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that album, this was not the popular <laughs> album. The popular album had Girl oh. TV and Summer Girls. Summer Girls. Oh, Summer. Yeah, this one didn't have any of those. This was a, a flop for them. But commercially, I it was a flop. It was yeah. a commercial yeah. flop, but it was absolutely fantastic. Summer Girls was such, I mean, I know it's a different album, but Summer Girls was such a terrible song. Yeah. My God. Oh, it's fantastic. I don't know what Chinese Fool makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> you remember but, that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wait, did they only put out two albums then? Well, yeah. Two of the members died out of three. Really? Rich Cronin died of cancer, and the other one, I think Devin Lima, also had cancer. Wow. Before they were, I think, 45, both of them were passed away. Jeez. Yeah, so only one member left of that band at this point, so. Wow, I didn't but, know that. But yeah, and he I, joined Weezer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I absolutely love that album. I can put it in, and I can sing you every single song, so. Wow. I'd love to spend an afternoon you hearing that. embarrassing albums, I'd give you five embarrassing albums. Yeah. Guilty pleasures, Guilty indeed. pleasures. Charlie, close us out. Well, I'll tell you what. This this was my most difficult one because I, I could have thrown like two others in here, but and I guess because they're a little bit more relevant, I, I think that's why. So I was kind of maybe protecting myself a little bit. But this band um, and this album called The Click uh, came out in 2017. So these guys are fairly recent, but again, kind of got turned on with by the kids. But um, when they're when this single came out on the radio. Like, it was just completely different from anything else that, that, A, was on the radio at the time, and really probably in the last, like, 10 years. And that's this band, AJR. Have you heard of them? I've no. heard that name. Oh, man. No, it's, nothing about it. It's three guys. We've seen them in concert a couple times now. They're great live. They're just, they're, they're kind of, they kind of have, like, some Weezer tendencies that they don't take themselves too seriously, and their songs are kind of, like, Fun-loving okay. and just, you know, like they don't, yeah, like it's just, it's very light and, and you know, but just great, great lyrics, um, great melodies. And this album, and again, the, the, the Weezer connection is, is that Rivers Cuomo actually sung on the oh. single Sober Up, which is kind hmm. of like what, what got me into them. But yeah, just a great, great band. And I think, I think these guys are going to be around for a while. Like this, I don't think they're going anywhere. So hmm. check them out if you haven't heard them. AJR. Uh, and the, the album is called The Click. So, so I was the only one that didn't have my last pick being three letters. LFO, AJR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That is true. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I tell you what. That was what, fun. That was fun. The first den discussion in the yep. can, boys. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, um, real quick, anything anybody wants to add, just totally off the cuff, you know, anything you've been listening to, any new albums that came out that you got a chance to check out, um... Anything you want to well, like we were talking about, Foo, the new Foo Fighters album, uh, definitely check that out. It yeah. was a lot better than I expected it to be. Agreed. Um, that single, I, I like that single, Shame, Shame. I, yeah. It's different, but it's it's good. I, like I get it. to check it out. Yeah. I got to do that. Yeah, well, and at one point during some of the interviews leading up to the release of the album, Dave Grohl had mentioned that... It was a David Bowie sound. Yeah, it's like right. a Bowie sound, so I, I know that Bravo's going to want to hear what that. does it? It, it, yeah. Because you know how hard to say that, but it... Yeah, yeah it... it, it Kinda. I think he was reaching for a little credit. Okay. Yeah. 
And what Bowie is he talking about? Are we talking about well, probably Berlin Bowie? Or are we talking about yeah, probably Ziggy Bert Bert. Yeah, yeah, are we talking about Spider from Mars? <laughs> probably, I'd say a little more like uh, Hunky Dory Ziggy. Really? Uh, Aladdin Sane maybe, but uh, okay. I mean a touch, a touch. Okay. I mean, don't you know? Don't take that to the bank because gotcha. they might not. Yeah, there's no, it's no stamp. It might be yeah, like yeah. Some fingerprints. <laughs> okay, so there's no life on Mars on that. Uh... No, okay. gosh. Okay. There's no life on Mars on any other album, let's be honest. <laughs> but um, I didn't get a chance to dive too deep into... They just announced the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, nominees. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rage. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Um, Dave Matthews got snubbed again. Yeah. It's, it's Dave criminal. Matthews snubbed again. Uh, Tina Turner was nominated. Okay. Um, gosh, I should have looked at the list more carefully if I was going to bring up the topic. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I, I think the Food Fighters were on that list. Yes, actually. Okay, Food that. Fighters were on there. Okay. I thought it was pretty early for them to get on there compared yeah. to some. It's old. early. I, it's based on what, 20 years after the first album? Is that how, is that it, works? how it works? I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting with the Food Fighters, of course, their first album is just Dave Roll doing all the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still a Food Fighters yeah. album. Yeah. It's a very good one. Um, I know it wasn't a recent album, but you guys being Ryan Adams fans, what do you think of, the, of Ryan Adams' new album? I. I love it. I, I, to me, it's like Ryan Adams doing Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. It's yeah, exactly. Sparse, very it's sparse, intimate. I mean, it's very. It's just like yeah, yeah. man and his guitar telling stories. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. now I, me personally, I think the album he did, Ashes and Fire, which was a mostly acoustic affair. Can't make up my mind yet. I they're almost at a tie at this point. I I put Ashes and Fire maybe slightly above Wednesdays in, in this moment, but that could change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was I was very happy when it came out, yeah. and I was uh, yeah. I actually ordered it on. It's coming out on vinyl next month, and I already ordered it. And it comes with uh, I think like a seven inch, like two oh, extra songs okay. that aren't on the album. Okay. So okay. that's that's going to ship the day it comes out. I'm, I can't wait. So I, I I don't know what I'm missing. I just I, I can't get into it. Like, really? I, I can't. Like, I, and maybe it's because I was expecting something that was not like sparse okay. and like just him, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've given it probably four or five listens, and like most of the time, I will get a pretty good determination of an album after four or five listens. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, but, yeah. oh well. Hmm. Well, well, yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's such a chameleon, you know, so. If there's an album here or there that he does, it doesn't grab you. There's so many others you can check yeah, out. Right. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, we were we were very uh, excited when we did the Ryan Adams Perfect Album Picks mm-hmm. a while back. So yeah. folks, go back, scroll back through our previous episodes and check that out. That's that was one of our finest, I believe, because mm-hmm. we're all so just so in love with <laughs> what he does musically. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Perfect Album Picks, the next, next time episode. you hear us uh, next week. Um, the next perfect album picks will be Drumroll Please. We had Lisa Marie. We had Lisa Marie. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the king of pop, Michael Jackson. Mm. I'm super excited about doing the perfect album picks. Episode 21. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um, he was a huge part of my childhood. Mm. Um, I mean, what can you say about Michael Jackson? I mean, uh, I'm, I will probably get emotional at some point during that episode. Um, I still remember the day he passed away. Uh, so many people reached out to me. We're like, basically, we're like, "Are you okay?" 
Like that's how much Michael Jackson means to me, and still does. So um, I look forward to that one. Yeah, um, that was a difficult. That was difficult getting twelve songs for that. Oh yeah, jeez. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Yeah, about as difficult as Ryan Adams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anything else to add, boys, as we wrap up the first den discussion? Not at all. No. Well done, boys. Yeah, yeah great always. guilty pleasure picks, uh, folks. Please go check them out. Uh, maybe listen to some of them. Um, we're proud of some of them and embarrassed about others, <laughs> but uh, they're they're all they're all albums. So you know, <laughs> go check them out and listen to them. Um, so we'll see you next week, folks. Uh, for perfect album picks is back with the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you next time. Take care.